Okay, hey y'all, it's Sunday night, like I'm supposed to, and I'm doing my podcast. Um, this may be the only Sunday night I do it, but I had a long set, I don't know, two and a half hours ago <laughs> to do it, and I'm finally getting it done now. But I did remember uh, I had kind of a shitty day, I guess you could say, um, I don't really know how, but I was in the den, and I had been up. I don't know what I was doing, but I had been up, and I was going to sit back down on the couch. And then, instead of sitting on the couch, I fell forward and, like, smashed my toes all the way to the top of my foot. And then, I I don't know if I fell backwards or... Either way, I wound up on my back. Like, I fell down on the ground. And I don't know if I was on my stomach and I rolled over on my back or if I fell on my back. Because I can't imagine how that would have happened if I fell forward with my toes jamming up against my foot. I just... It doesn't logistically make sense to me, but that's what I remember happening. And... After that happened, like, the whole right side of my body, well, from my, like, mid-arm down, um, started hurting really bad. So that sucked. (laughs) And I was waiting it out to, um, smoke some because my mom was here. And I don't want to get high around my mom because that's just weird. Um, (laughs) at least for me anyway. I talk to her sometimes and text, but I don't actually talk to her, like, on the phone or anything. Um, because who knows what I would tell her. Um, so I didn't want her to be here. So I just withstood the pain, which was pretty intense. But, I mean, I've had some really, really bad pain, so it wasn't really that bad. But um, then when she was leaving, I walked out. Because she's taking my dog with her, which is a long story. My dog's crazy pants. And I can deal with crazy pants. It's fine. I just can't deal with her not going potty when we go outside before I go to bed. And then I have to walk her around the neighborhood at night. And it's just not, it's not A, safe. And it's not B, normal. Because, like, you've been peeing in the backyard for almost two years. Just go ahead and do it. I'm not going to take you on a walk at midnight. Like, no, we're not changing the rules up now just because you want to go on a walk. We're not going to do it. But she thinks we are. And then by the time I get back in, my back is killing me. I can barely get up the stairs. And it's just very frustrating. Like, she is such a sweet dog. She's just, she really is meant to run. Like, she's got a lot of energy. And my parents have... I don't know, like seven and a half acres or something. So when she's there, she gets to go on walks every day and she gets to run around as she pleases. She doesn't have to be on a leash. She got stuck with me, the disabled girl. So she doesn't get walks here because for one thing, I'm not taking a dog on a walk when it's 95 degrees in a um, neighborhood. I mean, because the asphalt will burn her feet off. But um, where my parents are, they don't have, part of the road's not paved, and there's a lot of shade. So, um, yeah, it's just a whole lot better for her there, 
And since she can run out all her anxiety, she's not as anxious there. And she's a lot more well-behaved because she's more even kill. Like here, she has two switches, like high speed, full, full on, like crazy girl. And then she's got, I'm passed out on the sleep. <laughs> passed out on the sleep. I'm passed out on the couch asleep, like dead, dead to the world. Um, those are like her two speeds. She's just wide open or not at all. But um, it's funny because, well, it's not funny. But um, <laughs> I feel bad that I sent her to my parents' house. But like it was so relaxing because she barks at every single person that walks by on the sidewalk. And I'll just say it's a good number of people walk by on the sidewalk. And um, so she just like bites the window with her face and like smashes it against there she's not even a big dog she weighs like 31 pounds or something but she sounds like she will rip you up and then when she gets upset the other one gets upset and he starts jumping back and forth on the couch usually on my lap which he did today when I was already in pain but anyway I got way off subject so she was going she was in the car going to my mom's house and my mom she's spastic I don't I don't she's probably like your mom okay um <laughs> I'm like just take the leash and put it through the seat belt and buckle her in because if you don't I've had instances where she's flown from the car and run down the street I don't want to chase her I cannot chase her so I buckle her in it's just buckle her up for safety. One time we were at Applebee's at the mall. And if I had not buckled her in, she would have been right in the middle of like six lanes of traffic running because she tried to jump out the back of the vehicle. So I'm like, just buckle her in. And she's like, I don't understand how to buckle her in. And she's, like, she's like trying to tie a knot around the headrest with the leash. <laughs> <laughs> and she's trying to, you know, like, how you pull, like, if you had the leash, you could pull it through and it would attach to something, but it w couldn't be attached to the dog first. You'd have to, whatever. I don't know if you understand what I'm talking about or not, but <laughs> she was trying to do that with, like, the old shit handle at the top of the car. And I'm like, no, you literally <laughs> just take the seatbelt and you stick it through. I'm like, you stick the seatbelt through the leash. And then you buckle her in. I'm like, it's the easiest thing. You don't have to worry about her flying nowhere. She'll stay pretty much in the same spot because she can't move. I mean, she can move a little bit, but she can't move a long ways because her leash is not that long. I'm like, it's just, you know, best idea, buckle her in. So I walk out from my house. I live in a townhome. I walk out not very far. I mean, it's like maybe 10 feet. But on my way to the car to show her what I mean by buckling her in, I twisted the ankle on my other side of my body. And so I've just been in excruciating pain all night. I finally did smoke some weed. I didn't really want to, but I did. Like I did, but I didn't. It's just like, I don't really like being high. I mean, I do. I really like being high. High is fun. But, um, like... I have to look after Mozzie and remember to feed him. And then I have to take my medicine and make sure I get all my pills straight. Because there's quite a few. And 
even before I went and smoked, I was like, oh, well, I should set my medicine out so I'll have it. And that way I could take it. <laughs> and I won't have to be figuring it out when I'm high. And even when I'm not high, I can't figure out what the hell I'm supposed to take. I'm like, oh, wait, these are my morning pills. Never mind. So I get confused a lot. It's a problem. But I... I don't know. I don't know where this point was going. Anyway, I've just been in pain for a while. Um, but, I mean, I'm still hurting, but not as bad because I'm laying flat on my bed now. Because um, I'm about to go to bed. My heart rate was just 102 when I took it because I could feel it thumping in my chest, like in it pounding in my head. But I'm so tired. Like, I haven't slept. Well... I've slept. I haven't slept normal for me in, I don't know, like four days, which is okay because I was catching up on sleep, but then I stopped sleeping again, so I don't know. It's just aggravating. Like, I would like to just get one thing under control and neatly wrap it up and then move on to the next obstacle because right now I'm on swollen feet and high blood pressure. And I don't have time to go back to migraines and insomnia. But then, you know, falling on my face in my den or my living room. I don't have time for all this. Like, I got to have one thing at a time. My mom thinks it's because my right foot has been numb. Well, not my whole foot. Just like where the three middle toes are it feels like there's something stuck to the bottom of my foot it's some kind of neuropathy but like <laughs> it's been that way for over three years and I tell every medical professional that I see hey I can't feel the bottom of my foot it feels like my toes are numb or something stuck to my foot and I can't get it off like you know if you stuck a sticker to the bottom of your foot and you felt like you needed to peel it off it feels like that uh, like you can feel it but it's just like a weird feeling I can't really explain it that's the closest I can come because I really thought something was stuck to my foot for a while uh, <laughs> but um I tell everybody and nobody has looked at my foot yet like shouldn't you look at my foot or like bang it with a little reflex I don't know I mean it's not normal like I know I'm getting older, but I'm 41. I should be able to feel my freaking toes. I mean, whatever. So anyway, my mom thinks that's what caused it, but it's kind of like a domino effect because I did something crazy a couple weeks ago and stomped on something, and that was the first time I fell. Then I fell the week after, and then I fell this week. <laughs> so now, in addition to insomnia, migraines, high blood pressure, and leg swelling. I also am apparently a fall risk now, so whatever. It is what it is. Like, my life is never dull or boring, even though it seems like it would be. <laughs> like, I'm sure it would be a pretty entertaining show if it wasn't happening to me. <laughs> um, I ordered a pressure cooker today. Which is weird because I don't cook at all, y'all. Like, I want to cook because I really am supposed to be on a restricted diet because of the Lyme disease. But, like, 
I even got one of those meal kits and ordered it because there was like a free sample box you could get. And I ordered it because my friend had paid for it so she could give it to her friend, like three of her friends to try. So I tried that, but like there was so much prep. You got to cut all the vegetables and then you got to do this and do that and do this and sear this and pan fry this and saute this. I don't have the energy for that. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, I wish I was. But, like, I don't have the energy to stand in my kitchen and cut vegetables and then cook them and then wash all the dishes. And, like, I don't, I would rather just eat a peanut butter sandwich. Like, I know that's pathetic. <laughs> I am aware. But, like, it's just the reality that I'm in. And I'm okay with that. But... Um, one of my friends was doing a Pampered Chef, well, I was actually doing the Pampered Chef party. I did it for one of my friends because when I did direct sales, she supported me, so I wanted to support her. Um, so she was doing like a demo or whatever, and it looked super cool and easy to use, and she just stuck in like whole vegetables, and I'm like, well, if I could just stick the whole things in there then that's cool. I don't have to, like, I can cut a vegetable once it's cooked. That's not anything serious. Like, when they're raw, they're really hard, and I don't have a lot of strength anywhere, but, like, especially not in my upper arms. But, um, so I'm going to try it, and hopefully then, with the pressure cooker, I can go gluten-free and not dairy-free, because I think, I think eggs count as dairy, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly. I don't know if dairy is just milk. Or if dairy is milk and eggs. I don't know. It's not really that important. I'm not giving up eggs. But I'll give up milk. Because <laughs> I don't drink it anyway. I mean I like chocolate. Maybe I won't give up milk. But <laughs> I know that gluten bothers me. But like gluten, milk... And um, sugar or like an anti-inflammatory diet to avoid those three things. And you're supposed to, when you have Lyme disease, like most people say that they weren't able to achieve healing without getting on a proper diet. And while I have avoided sugar for over a year, like even in small trace amounts, I just switched to like Cheetos and shit. <laughs> Not regular Cheetos brand because those had sugar in them. Um, it was, I think, Wise Cheese Doodles. So, um, yeah. So, like, while I was eating according to technically the diet, I was still eating shit food. So, hopefully now I can eat healthier food and avoid the foods I'm not supposed to have. And maybe you start to get to feeling at least a little bit better. I mean, dang, I couldn't feel worse. Knock on wood. I might have said that yesterday. And then today, bam, there's a floor. Um, I'm a little bit crazy, I know. Um, <laughs> but I promised you a Sunday podcast. And here you are. Here is your Sunday podcast. Just a bunch of kitty gibberish. Um, but isn't that always what it is anyway? Um, 
last week was like crazy. I don't know what happened with my brain, but like I thought all day long on Tuesday that it was Sunday because I think my mom came back on Tuesday for some reason. She usually comes on Sunday to help me gather up the trash and stuff because I have trouble getting the trash can around because it's massive and it's Sunday is just the day my mom comes over. So she helps me with my chores that I can't do. And we do whatever. Like today we ordered a shit ton of Pampered Chef. Um, and then that if she only comes over one day, it's Sunday. But she came over Tuesday. So I thought that Tuesday was Sunday. But I don't know what I thought, what day I thought Sunday was. Because she came over then too. But like all day long on Tuesday. I was like. Is it Sunday? Like what? Why do I think it's Sunday? But. Anyway. That's not the excuse for not having the podcast last Sunday. Because that was Tuesday. But I was just really super confused. It happens a lot. But I set an alarm on my phone for 9. Um, which I thought was a reasonable time. To do the podcast. And it would have been if I hadn't been high. But I was watching Shameless. And <laughs> Shameless is a lot funnier when you're high. Just FYI, in case you didn't know. Um, <laughs> I mean, who would have figured that? Um, so, I don't really have any updates since the last podcast. Because I don't really remember what I said on the last podcast. But, um told you about my crap health although when I went to uh um I had a appointment with a nurse practitioner Tuesday maybe that's why maybe I had a doctor's appointment no it was Friday it's Friday I think I don't know shit I don't know y'all I it was sometime last week. I think it might have been Friday. But my mom was worried that my blood pressure was still too high. She's like, it's going to cook your enti- your internal organs and then you're just going to be shit out of luck. And I'm like, well, great. That's fabulous. Because I've been taking my blood pressure at home. But we're not sure if the cuff's not calibrated right or what's going on. But when I went to the doctor's office, it was like perfect. It was like 170 over... 75 or something stupid not 170 130 over 75 or whatever the perfect blood pressure would be I'm pretty sure it was like dead on perfect and I was just like great because it had not been perfect at home and I have an appointment again I don't know if it's next week or the week after it's sometime in September I think it's like mid-September with my regular doctor and I shall see him and see what he says but um, I'm supposed to take in both blood pressure cuffs so they can not both blood pressure cuffs I'm supposed to take in my blood pressure cuff so they can test my blood pressure with their cuff and then they can test my blood pressure with my cuff and see if it's reading accurately so that I'll know that I'm at least getting an accurate reading or not. (sighs) I hate taking my blood pressure, especially with that monitor I got on Amazon, y'all. That thing, like, 
I don't know if you have high blood pressure. Hopefully you don't. Hopefully you're healthy. But if you have high blood pressure and you get your blood pressure taken, sometimes it'll go and it'll pump up. And this is how you always know it's high, y'all. If your blood pressure, if the machine pumps up and it stops and starts to release, and then it starts pumping up again and getting tighter, you've got high blood pressure. It's going to give you a high reading. Um, <laughs> but this one pumps up to like almost 200, and it's like so freaking tight on my arm, and I'm just like, oh my God, I'm going to die. Obviously, I'm not going to die because I've had a lot of shitty... I had my blood pressure taken like four times that day that... Was that since... That might have been since my other podcast. I don't know. I can't keep up, y'all. Just too much shit going on in my brain. Or not enough. I don't know. One or the other. It's like tumbleweeds. Um, I'm so thirsty. I'm going to have to gargle with my biotin. That's not a, um ad. It's just true that it helps. I'm sure I probably told the story before because I know I've told the story recently and I can't imagine who else I would have told it to. But um, <laughs> when I worked at CVS, there was this lady and she was fucking crazy as shit. And she was buying some biotin toothpaste, which I use the mouthwash, but she was getting the toothpaste. It's for dry mouth. And um, like she was walking up to the register, like squirting it in her mouth. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so nasty. But I completely understand why she did it now because it like moisturizes your mouth so much. It feels so good. <laughs> like she's still fucking nasty and she was crazy as shit. But, but I understand now why she did that. She used to just steal stuff like right in front of our face and we just, I don't know. I was a really shitty supervisor, I guess, because like. She had something in the front of her cart, and me and the cashier watched her walk out with it. We knew she didn't pay for it, but we didn't say anything about it. Like, she knew she didn't pay for it, and we knew she didn't pay for it. But, and then, like, one time somebody came up front, and they're like, there's a crazy lady in here, and she's putting a bunch of stuff in her purse. And I'm like, yeah, there's not really anything we could do about that, but... Our loss prevention guy was like, you got to catch them in the act of leaving the store. Like, they've got to be walking out of the store. Then you can't follow them out of the store. So it's super hard to catch a shoplifter in a retail situation, even if you are the person in charge. I only, I only caught one person red-handed, and that was because I was doing a smock check because we had to check bags and pharmacy aprons. And I was checking the pharmacist's apron. And I walked behind one of our regular shoplifters. And she had like $25 worth of Hallmark cards. And she just walked out the front door. Just like easy peasy. And I was like, excuse me ma'am. Did you want to pay for those? We can help you right over here. And she came back in and she's like, I'm sorry. And she gave me the cards and she left. And I was, like, so excited because we finally got to ban somebody from the store. Like, I don't like banning people from the store, y'all, but shoplifters were my nemesis. Is that how you say it? Ne nemesis? Nemesis? I don't know. I don't know. 
Anyway, I hated them with a motherfucking passion. But I was really, really good at spotting them. Like, I don't know. You know, some people have their sixth sense of whatever it is that they do. But, like, I could shop. I could spot a shoplifter as, I would say, give me two seconds as they walk in the door or after I spot them in the parking lot, whatever. Just like two or three seconds and I know if they're coming in to rob me. And it's not profiling. It's not, it's just a, it's just a hunch. Like, I know. And they do sometimes fit a profile, but like, there's still people who fit that same profile that I know weren't stealing. Like, it's just, I got the vibe and I would customer service them to death. And then they would leave without stealing anything if I could. Ah, there was this one guy, we called him McShady. Um, my coworker named him that um, because he always had shades on and he was shady. <laughs> Anyway, he was, like, so fucking shady, I can't even begin to tell you. Like, I'm not even going to start. But one time he was in there with his friend. And his friend was, like, trying to stop me from going up front. Because I knew he was stealing something. And he just kept getting in my face and saying, hey, how much are your pictures? How do I do this? How do I do that? And I'm just like, well, you move out of the way. And then he, like, while this is happening, he has a box cutter and he box cuts the camera, the digital camera, out of the <laughs> blister pack up front because it's on one of those locking pegs. And, like, he's so, he was so shady. Like, that's the only major one that really intercepted anything like usually they would go together but they just wipe out like all the Zyrtec and all of the Mucinex and the Breathe Right strips and the Tide and I don't even understand what people steal things for like it was the craziest random shit there was something on the dental aisle oh oh what was it fix it they were still in that I mean it's like my god what why are you stealing this like I guess it had a good resale value. I'm not sure, but they would steal all of it. And then you wouldn't have any to sell to your customers, and your customers are like, what the fuck? You don't have any of this? Like, no, sorry, we don't have any Zyrtec because somebody came in and stole 30 packs of it. Sorry. And not only that, um, they would go from, what, like, where I was located, there were like, I don't know, six CVSs all within a couple of miles. So it would hit one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And if they hit my CVS first, then fuck you, you lost. Because A, I caught you when you came inside the door. I knew you were stealing if I saw you. Like, I mean, there's times I was working in the back and in the office and stuff that I didn't see them. And I obviously can't spot shady people that I don't see. But um, if I saw them, you better believe that I was like, hey, can I help you with that? Hey, can I help you find something? Oh, are you going to buy that $100 bottle of Mucinex? Don't think so. Um, <laughs> and so not only would I stop them from stealing at my store because that's the best way to stop somebody is to customer service them to death because they don't want to buy anything. They want to steal it. 
and they're not going to steal it right in front of your face. I mean, they will if you turn for two seconds, but they won't do it right in front of your face. Um, so they would leave with nothing because, I mean, they knew that I, I had like a little flip book up front. I'm not sure this is legal, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's legal because I did it. <laughs> like for my surveillance footage, which was not the best, but, um, I would print out their pictures. Once I found out how to do that, I'm like, fuck yeah, I'm going to print out everybody's pictures. I had a mugshot book and like, it's like, if you see this person, call me. If you see this person, call me. This person steals this, call me. Um, and it was behind the, um registers and then like they freaking come in and they wouldn't call me i'm like what the fuck don't you understand it says call the manager call me if he comes in i'm like he's gonna steal something i don't want him to steal from me anyways what was i talking about oh so they come they leave with nothing if i saw them and then what you do is you get on the phone and you call the other CVSs and say, Hey, I just got hit by such and such. And he was after this. Uh, you might want to keep an eye out or put it away because he's headed your way. And, um, you know, they would do it for us too. But I mostly did the most calling, I think, from anybody in the district because, like, nobody gave a shit, I guess. Like, I guess, I guess their philosophy is like, hey, we got fucked. <laughs> Just let them get fucked, too. I don't know. But, um, and I did that with, one time there was this man, and he had written a bad check. And I didn't know why it was bad. I just knew that it was a bad, like, I, I knew it was a bad check. I, it had all the security markers. It's just, like, I knew in my gut that that check was bad. And it was going to be fine because I knew he was going to write with a check. But we had a new guy that was on the register and he didn't know how to take a check. So I'm like, well, he's going to have trouble with that check. He's going to have to call me and then I'm going to decline the check and say that we can't take it. But that stupid piece of shit, he didn't last very long. <laughs> he was like, I went up there, I'm like, where did that guy go with a check? I'm like, you didn't call me. He's like, yeah, I figured it out. I'm like, oh my God, you were supposed to call me. That was a fake check. And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I don't know. It's just fake. I know it's fake. So I'm doing the smock check on the pharmacist. And I got the check in my hand. And I'm like, this check is fake. I just know it. And she's like, how do you know it's fake? And I'm like, I just know that it is. Like, I just know it. It's so fake. I just can't even tell you. I know it's fake. So I go in the office and I write out an email. <laughs> no, I think I called first. Sounded like a complete nutter. I mean, like crazy nutter butter. I called and I'm <laughs> the CVSs that were closest to me. And I'm like, hey, there's this guy and he's writing checks and I don't know what's wrong with it, but there's something wrong with this check. It's not legit. He's doing something shady. And I can't explain it. It's just a gut feeling. And they're like, why, why would you think that? And I'm like, I just know. I just know. And I finally called one CVS. It was like, not the closest, but it was like, 
maybe the second closest on the same street. There were like three on one street. And um, he's like, well, just call the bank and ask them if that's their account number. And I'm like, oh, great. I didn't know you could do that. So I call the bank and I'm like, I've got a check and I know it's fake and I just need to know. I'm like, can you tell me if this check is fake? And they're like, I guess give me the account number or whatever. So I gave them the account number and they're like, that's not an account number that we have. So they wouldn't tell me that it was fake, but like that account number doesn't exist at their bank. So therefore it is fake. So I sent out an email to all the stores because that's the fastest way to reach everybody because like we were in like a big, not a big city, but like a smaller part of a larger city. But, like, this would reach everybody in the district. And, um, even people in other locations, like, not close by that were still in the district. And I sent an email, and I'm like, this is the name on the check. This is this. This is his driver's license. This is his description. This is what he bought. Look out. He is doing a scam. I'm like, his check looks fine, but it's not. It's fake just don't take his check and I sent it and then somebody else sent back oh no I just took his check like hours after I'd sent it and I'm like why do I even waste my time typing on the keyboard if you're just not even gonna pay attention like but anyway long 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 story short which isn't even short because I've been talking about this for a while but um that guy had been running a bad check ring with in, in at least three states. And because I sent the email, another CVS stole his fake ID. Or it could have been his real ID to go with his fake checks. I don't know. They took his ID and they didn't give it back. <laughs> and they found out that he had been doing that for like three states or more at different drugstores. And I single-handedly caught him, y'all. I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but he's not the only person who wrote fraudulent checks that I caught. There was this other lady, and she had written like 38 bad checks just to the CVS in our areas alone. And she was using fraudulent coupons and all this shit. And I caught her checks and saw they were fake because they didn't have security features. And CVS used to give out a pin for loss prevention, like if you did a really upstanding job preventing loss I guess and I really wanted a pen because like that was my passion was loss prevention like I want to stop the thieves and I stopped two major check people who nobody else looked twice at like nobody even caught it and they're like how did you catch this and I'm like I just always look at that signature thing it's a security feature that like you wouldn't know it was on your check if you have checks because I didn't think it was on mine but it is and there's like all these added security features that you can find but um like the one guy it was just a hunch like I just knew that he was doing something no good like I can't even explain it um he didn't look like he didn't fit a profile of suspicion because he was an older man he was had kind of gray hair and glasses and, um, I think he acted like, no, that was a different guy. 
I was going to say, I think he acted like he was disabled, but that was a different guy uh, who also was shady. But um, I think I deserved a pin. I was like, I'm going to make myself a pin and stick it on my shirt for loss prevention. And they were like, well, there has to be a future incident. Like, really? It has to be a future incident? How many thousands of dollars have I saved this store? And you want a future incident? Whatever. But, um, like, if CVS hadn't taken such a shitty turn... Well, CVS was never ideal. I'm not going to lie. It was never, like, the perfect place to work. Um, but... I liked it a lot more in the beginning and then it just got so stressful like they just kept giving you more and more to do and there were only ever two people working in the front store so you had a cashier and a manager and the cashier was obviously the cashier and whatever the cashier didn't do you were doing everything else I had to set the planograms I had to do the deposits I had to count all the money I had to you, everything. I had to clean. I had to face. I had to block. I had to push over stock. I had to scan the outs. I had to vacuum. I had everything. Like basically everything in the store, we did it. There was nobody else. It was just us two. And if this, there were more than three in line, then they had to call for backup, and I had to run up there because we got scored on whether there were more than three people in line or not. And then they just kept coming and coming and coming and coming and they wouldn't leave even though you knew that you weren't there. Like you were just trying to help get the line down. And it's just so aggravating. Anyway, like I literally clocked out for my lunches, but I never really took a lunch that was never interrupted. Like I had to go and do an override or because like they couldn't void anything by themselves. I think they did change that right before I left where they could void up to a certain amount. But, um, the most annoying was when we had a 16-year-old working there, and we sold beer, and we lived right next to an apartment complex, so we sold a lot of beer, and, um, the 16-year-old wasn't able to sell it on CVS's computer. It required a manager override, so as soon as I get to the top of the stairs... To the back room they would call manager to the front I'm like shit and I have to go back down scan my car to go back up and go back down and go back up it was just like a never-ending cycle I really don't think we ever hired anyone under six I mean under 18 again because of that very reason which don't hate us for being practical um I don't really know what this podcast was supposed to be about but I don't think it was supposed to be about my previous work experience but um I do need to go to bed and my mouth is really dry so I'm gonna have to go get some of that biotin mouthwash and gargle and swish and I will hopefully catch you next Sunday same time same channel um <laughs> um I ummed ummed a lot um, but <laughs> I hope y'all have a good week. I'll talk soon. Bye.